The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? What's up, good people out there in the world? Good to talk to you, man. It's been over a month since we've uh, had a chance to chat it up about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So always, always a highlight of my uh, day when I get a chance to chop it up with you, especially when we get to talk about other things besides wrestling that you can only find out in a dark match over on the Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. But uh, before we get into uh, the Summer Struggle Stadium Show from Japan, just let people know what you've been up to, man. How you been doing in this uh, current state of the pandemic and social unrest? Um, just doing my best I can survive, dealing with people who get on my damn nerves and just watching, like, trying to just enjoy the people that I enjoy, even though if it's from afar <laughs> and, um, like, enjoy, like, the other things outside of wrestling because I don't really be rocking with a lot of pandemic wrestling right now. So I'll be watching all type of other stuff and reading stuff, so. That's all I'm doing. I just started franchise mode, so after a couple after a couple months, and that's been fun. Like it kind of you you play franchise mode and you play with a really strong team, and it kind of throws you off on how good that team is. But then you start playing as teams with obvious flaws, but are great. It may be having you thinking like you suck. So then you go back and play with the good, t- really, really strong team, and you're like, oh, this is the difference when you have a quarterback that can stretch the field and has weapons. Because it was like, I was struggling, and then I lost the game, and I don't really be losing that many games at all against no fucking computer. And then, like, after I, I a couple, like, days of games of playing with a question, like, a team with a great team but with half flaws, I, like, I, like, I got back to playing with one of the monster teams I got. And then I just put like up seventy points on the Jets, and I was like, "Okay, I don't suck no more." <laughs> I was like, "It's like for me, like I I'm a person that like to run the ball, and it really fucking frustrates me when I can't run the ball and I'm forced to throw all the time. I can do it. I just don't like doing it. I want to play the way I want to play. <laughs> I want I want to stop the run." Make you, I want to stop the run, I want to run the ball, and I want to play action you when I feel like it. And I wasn't able to do that, but then if you just be able to run a little bit, you could just just be able to, even if you ain't running the ball great, but you running some commitment to run it, it forces like the safeties come down and makes they had to make more plays that's designed to like stop the running. That's when you get the got they ass. Like, one of the funniest. The funniest, the one of the funniest things is when you hit that play action pass, and then the safeties and cornerbacks fall on their ass, and you just bomb them. <laughs> it makes you it's hilarious. It it's such that, a great feeling. It makes that dagger concept a lot easier to uh, pull off if you can run the ball. 
Yeah, it's like I don't want to have to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I can only run so many of these in and out. So before eventually, they going to jump on one of these, and I'm like, but this shit work though. I just try to get yeah. people into the jerk route, get them with the jerk route, get yeah. cat. If I, if I could get, if I, if I could get the court like a like a a, a slot receiver on a fucking linebacker or safety, I'm like, oh, that's barbecue chicken, buddy. <laughs> The uh, the thing about Madden is you can't be afraid to use the curl route in the comeback. Yes, you're right. I don't. I I used to be really a person who used the curl route a lot. I haven't been doing it all late, so I'm probably gonna throw that in as a wrinkle just to screw with the computer. Yeah, that's a really especially if you start running and you're getting that like second and four, and you want to just make that quick first down. Just you know, run your quick little curl route. Looks like it's gonna go deep. Usually, most people play cover four, cover three, so they you know the cornerback's gonna bail. That's true. You're right. You know, unless you unless they you know kind of get opposed to it, and then they want to throw a little cover two out there, then you gotta watch for that. But most of the time, on second down, most is second and short. People are trying to come after you, so you can get that curl route off, get your quick little first down. And if they happen to miss the tackle, yep, you could be on your way. So, yeah, I can't be giving y'all all my strategies in the case I decide to play online and stuff. Yeah, don't give away everything. You got, <laughs> you got to, nah, man. <laughs> They're trying to get everything free. It don't work like that. But man, got <laughs> glad to hear that you're uh, doing well. That your your Madden skills are are getting back on on par. Just in time for the new one. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. My cousin said it's real good. Uh, he's a convert from Xbox to PlayStation. He likes the way that it looks on PlayStation. He feels like a uh, Xbox mm-hmm. is too arcadeish. He feels like it's too much of an arcade game compared to PlayStation. So. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see. I heard Lamar is just a cheat code, so uh, that's gonna take me flashbacks to uh, 2004 when Vic was on the cover. Oh man, they put they created QB Vision because of fucking Vic. <laughs> it was like, nah, we had enough of this. You're not just gonna do what you want with Mike and Vic. Yeah, man. that was. Uh, they thought the Michael Vick experience was on the field. Nah, it was really in Madden. Yep, Mike Vick, Bo Jackson. <laughs> and depending on what, like, Madden you were playing, Barry Sanders. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, man. Jerry Rice on Tech Mobile, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Drop all the way back and then throw 100 yards. <laughs> uh, well, enough reminiscing, man. We'll talk about some things that happened here in the very near future, recent future, with the first stadium show in over a decade for New Japan. Uh, I thought that the stadium was set up nicely. They had social distancing. They had people with masks. Uh, so Japan, New Japan has definitely taken the necessary steps to try to keep fans and the wrestlers safe. Um, I just thought the location and the time of day that they had the matches was just perfect. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we'll start with our opening match, Master Wato against Kanemaru. Uh, Kanemaru was upset that uh, this young boy was calling himself a master when Kanemaru fashions himself <laughs> as the master heel. So that was our story coming into this match. Uh, Kanemaru used the referee as a shield, and then he hit a reverse DDT. Kanemaru rolled up Master Wato to get the win. Uh, Kanemaru 
ultimate professional because Master Wato was doing a couple had a couple of glitches, but uh, Kanemaru mm-hmm. did not let that interfere with how the match played out. He worked through it, kept him uh, up to par, and uh, they had a you know what an opening match should be. It wasn't too long, didn't get involved in too much outside uh, the ring type of stuff. Mostly kept it inside the ring, and we had a clean finish with a little bit of help from the referee. I, I said a lot of this. I like I wrote down a lot of the same things and my observations of that match. It was some glitches in it, but you're right. Hill Master was not having any of that crap. So he just, even if they had issues within it, he didn't. He just moved forward with the match and kept it going. He, it was a good, solid opening match. I'm not a person that loved ref bumps, and I'm gonna complain about that over the course of this show. But yeah. It was it was a good solid opener. They can definitely do a better match in the future. El Desperado, Okada, Sonata, and Toro Yano in the King of Pro Wrestling Finals. Now, uh, these four men got this opportunity by each winning a special stipulation match. Um, I know that Desperado beat. Um, Oh my gosh, not Tenzan, but um, what's his partner? Kojima uh, in a match where Kojima couldn't use the Lariat. Okada was in a three-on-one handicap match. Um, I forgot the the stipulation that Sonata had in his match. And Yano had a match. Um, I can't remember those two stipulations. But anyway, those whoever wins the king this final match will be the king of pro wrestling and they will have to defend that crown in various stipulation matches that they come up with uh, to their own liking so this was uh, Okada's little baby he hatched this idea they decided to run with it and then this is the final Okada looks like he's going to have it won with the money clip aka the cobra clutch but El Desperado grabs the referee due to that distraction Yano was able to low blow Okada and roll him up and become the king of pro wrestling. <laughs> it is only fitting, like they said on commentary, that in in twenty twenty, fucking Yano wins a match, a title by beating Okada. It is perfect summarization of fuckery of what two twenty twenty has has been. So it's it's only fitting that Yano will win that match. I, hey man. It amused me, but F that ref bump. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sonata actually showed up and was pretty decent in this match. I thought Desperado yeah. was really strong as well, and Okada was playing his normal, you know, take the lead, be the lead dog, uh, in the situation. It's cool to see Okada down here in match number two. I know you've been, you know, hankering for that for a while to see him in some different spots than the main event or semi-main. So, um, they being sneaky with Okada. They being sneaky with Okada. They just doing this shit before they heat him up for G G one probably. <laughs> they, they they think they slick. I see what they doing. I ain't got no moto fucking theories, but I got <laughs> I got my own theories. God, I miss those theories. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Moto. Hope she's doing well. Um, in a match that didn't have no sneakiness to it, no slickness to it. It was Woo! raw and in your face. Shingo Takagi versus Minoru Suzuki for the Never Openweight Championship. Shingo seemed to be in more trouble than usual and he started throwing out his best offensive moves. Suzuki avoided the last of the dragons. Shingo gets hit with the Gotch style pile driver 
and Minoru Suzuki. And what I would deem an upset coming into this is your new never open weight champion. It was definitely an upset, but if I, I know how they kind of think over there, they don't want to have people in G1 taking a lot of losses, especially if they're champions. So they'll move that title off that person in before G1 happens so they can not hurt the, the standing of being champion. So I feel that part of that was going on. So I'm not that also kind of tips me off that maybe Suzuki ain't going to be in the tournament, but we, maybe he might be because they ain't really got nobody in on there that much. So I don't know, but maybe, I don't know. I know Shingo is going to deliver in that, that G1, but this was a really good match. I ain't got no issue with it. They beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, man. I ain't, yeah, yeah. I like I like how he pointed to the heavens and hit that hit hit him with the gotch and like yeah. and tribute and I was like damn that's good yeah man I I thought this was everything that I tuned in for it to be when they first announced it I was like oh they gonna be beating the hell out of each other and they did not disappoint Minoru Suzuki has really been on a nice run this summer got him and Nagata mm-hmm. and then now him and Shingo delivering uh, two really high-quality matches uh, and a chance to showcase and, and highlight uh, themselves in that. So I, I agree with you. I, this was high-level and uh, one of the best matches on the show. And then we followed that up with Hiromu versus Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Hiromu came into the match with his shoulder all banged up due to an attack from Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Hiromu tries to finish with the time bomb, too, but Taji Ishimori escapes and scores uh, a blood, a reverse bloody cross, followed up by the yes lock. Hiromu fights, tries to get out of it, but eventually he succumbs to the yes lock. And we have a new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and his name is Taji Ishimori. Hey, man, when Ishimori really puts effort in his matches, he, he can really go. And Hiromu is just one of the best wrestlers in the world. Nothing really surprising about this match. It was awesome. It was what I expected. It was probably my favorite match of the card. It probably was. And I got no issues with, like, Ishimori coming out on the other end. It kind of is good for their overall series, too. And also, it can build to another match in the future. Even maybe even, like, a sub-main event at the Dome. If whenever if, if they decide to keep the title on Ishimori during this period. It's a lot of different things. And it also kind of gave me hope that Maybe just maybe Hiromu will, will, will do will do some historic shit and pull it off and challenge Mike at the dome. Oops, I'm giving away spoilers. But you already saw this. <laughs> um, they told a great story leading up to this with uh, the Taiji Ishimori continuously attacking Hiromu, finally yep. banging up his shoulder. So you know he came in with the target right away. And Ishimori uh, came in with all the counters to all of the classic hot spots that Hiromu does. At every step, he had an uh, answer for it. So, yeah, they told a really good story. And in less than 15 minutes as well. Yeah, man, they, they got in and out. So, <laughs> you have a, that really high-quality match in such a short amount of time. That's 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 something that says something about the two people that participated within it. Definitely. Now to the match that had so much symbolism due to the time of day that it was taking place and the story that has been told over the last few months. The Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, 
champions defending against the Golden Aces, Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi, and, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Tag Team titles. Zach locks on the very hole that beat Tanahashi in Madison Square Garden last year, but Kota Ibushi manages to make the save. Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, escapes a high-fly flow attempt, and the Dangerous Techers finish off Tanahashi with the Zack Mephisto to retain the IWGP Tag Team titles. I well, I I was happy that they retained, and I hope I like all the drama with the story and the the pre and po- like match and post. I just want to see where things go. Like, is one is is, is Bushi or like Tanahashi going to turn? Probably like be Tanahashi turn temporarily or whatever. It's kind of like that whole dynamic. Kind of like that 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 Golden Age dynamic. It's kind of like. Um, I guess the Clippers, like, you got you got the guy that's established balling at the at the peak of his powers and Bushi, but then you got the other guy Tanahashi that's on the downward and you don't know what you are gonna get out of him and he just based off yeah Tanahashi fucking Paul George, or if you want to be more respectful because I think it's disrespectful comparing Tanahashi to Paul George, so I'll be like. The the better comparison probably would be like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James at the end, like when LeBron was like looking at that guy like, Man, you done dog, I'm out and leave. <laughs> that 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 that's a better comparison. That's that's how Tom Hashi looking like D Wade when he was going at that damn worst power. So you was once great, you can be great at times, but you can't be consistently great. Yeah. This was so fantastic. Uh, Tanahashi and Ibushi making their entrance as the sun was setting. The match was taking place during the sunset of the day, so it kind of ended in the twilight with um, Kota Ibushi sitting beside a fallen Tanahashi with this look of just, uh, you know, like, man, I tried everything I could to uplift him and keep him on my level, but he's just not there anymore with the sun setting in the background. It was just so well done. It was, they couldn't have asked for better lighting and backdrop to the overall story that they've been telling with Tanahashi. It, it was just amazing. It was, it was great television. It was definitely all that you said it was. And I like how they faked us out with combining their themes. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah they, they faked us out with that. Like, oh, they're going to win. Nah, bro, they did that. <laughs> they some sneaky people on that booking committee (laughs) now in the match that I've been waiting to hear your take on Naito versus Evil for the double titles the IWGP Intercontinental and IWGP Heavyweight Championships Uh, they threw in a lot of interference and some ref bumps which leads to Sonata and Bushi coming out to take care of Dick Togo and Gato that allows Naito to hit the Destino and regain the double championships um the story here is that a, a decade ago uh, naito was just a kid teenager in the stands watching and now he just won both titles in the main event uh so you know he basically came full circle uh in his career from a fan to you know performer in this very stadium uh evil transitional champion uh just to make sure he got established into the bullet club and make that turn uh mean transitional champion is a person who wins and doesn't defend once oh excuse me he did get one defense okay you, you can say that like and other people will understand but traditionally 
that's what a transitional champ. Oh, you win so, it. You uh, win. So basically, Sasha Banks, every title run Sasha Banks has ever had. Why do you do that to me, Dom? It's not. It's. The, I mean, the facts is the facts, man. I'm sorry. Why are you bringing about? Why are you? Why are you talking about Boss Bay like that? Man, man that, it hurts me too because I just knew that. It, it was setting we were right here. We vibing. We were vibing, and then you just, <laughs> just fucking. Damn! I didn't know you were gonna bailey me like that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's unfortunate what they do to Sasha Banks, but um, I know that you were definitely highly critical of the amount of interference they had in this match. Um, it, it, yeah, it's just like WCW <laughs> in 1999 levels of interference. Like, they interfering for the sake of interfering. I'm going to ask you a question. Is is this shit that they did with Evil worse than the shit they was doing with Jay White when they were trying to establish him as a main eventer? Yeah, because at least Jay White only needed one person to help interfere with him. I mean, good lord, Evil's got like three or four people coming out there at a time. You're right. That's a great point. <laughs> but it kind of it shows the kind of differences between him and Jay, though. Like Jay, Jay really don't need nobody, but he will use it if he needs it. Whereas they got to do everything to get fucking Evil to the point to win. And as far as this match in particular, I liked the match, but then all the bullshit started happening, and it's like, here we go again, and the ref bump bullshit, and it's like, another ref bump? God damn, New Japan, chill out. If you're going to do a ref bump, do one. Or, like, at least, if you're going to do one, do one early, do one late. Don't, don't do three or four shit. Come on, man. And, like, I, outside of that, ref bumps, they had a good match going, and then they just did all the BS, and I was like, Evil, you still my man, but this is what they want to do, establish evil, so whatever, man. We're going to see, we're going to see what Queen Switch come back, bro. <laughs> we're going to see what's what, who going to be the leader. That's, that's the real drama coming. Yeah, that's been the uh, complaint here lately of um, just the main events in New Japan. It's just like, man, they're just relying too much on the ref bumps and the interferences instead of just having the Okada style you know, long main event that ends in a clean finish, you know? I don't need that. I don't, I don't love that Okada style main event that much either. Like, I know you don't. I, I, we, 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 I, we can have, like, and, give, me some, like give me some fast matches like Ishimori and, 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 and Don't Y'all ain't got to hit me over there with these long epic matches all the time. Everything ain't got to be an epic, man. Well, that's definitely <laughs> been their strategy. Give me a 20 with a banger. I'll be good. <laughs> like, mix this shit in. That's definitely been their strategy since the uh, return after the pandemic. Uh, these shows have been under three hours for the most part, even the bigger shows. They're really getting in, getting out. They're not really wasting a lot of time with um, too much undercard, too much filler on the undercard. Like, we usually we get a couple of, you know, multi-man tags and young boys and the veterans mixing in and intermingling. But, no, they've been kind of hitting everything straightforward. Five matches with the chance to clean the ring, too. About two hours and 45 minutes. Good pace. Mm. Um, you know, not too much of your time taken up uh, as, you know, before when we get these four and a half hour epics uh, when we would have big shows when it came to New Japan. So, yeah, just like WWE, they've kind of found a nice little median to understand that, yeah, you know what, we can keep these under three hours and still deliver and get everything in that we need to. I hope they, like, carry some of this over in the future. Like, you ain't got to have seven, eight, nine, ten matches on the card. 
Like save that for the big, big pay per views, not not no B show pay per view, man. Cause man, they be some like I I ain't hating on multi mans like everybody else, but be like, do you need three or four multi mans every fucking card? Like, come on, man. Right. <laughs> I know y'all save the singles matches to make it special, and I respect that. But it's just like mix up the type of tag teams like matches you have like those like doubles and trios and 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 four ways. Just not just like a bunch of three man matches. Come on, man. Six man matches, man. That that ain't that creative, but whatever. I thought all in all, this was a very strong show. Um the beginning and the end were probably the two weakest points, but the middle was real strong. Uh those three championship matches in a row, the never open weight, the junior and the tag team match, real strong. Definitely um the highlights of the show for sure. So check those out um, if you do have access to New Japan Pro Wrestling or just check out the clips on YouTube as well. Um, Definitely will not be disappointed if you take some time out and uh, watch those three matches. Definitely bangers. Starting on September 19th, sir. Are you ready? Oh, Lord. G1 season. Here we go. 45 days and nights of the best wrestling action in the world that's gonna be wild but you know what i didn't even know if we were gonna get it this year so i'm gonna enjoy it yeah i'm gonna enjoy it too i i said on this week's uh wrestlecast that i really enjoy watching the labor that is the 95 97 matches uh that to complete the g1 uh even you know and the way that they do it they streamline it so you know you get your four tournament matches in and out you can probably watch it in about two hours and uh you know go on with your day definitely enjoyed it a couple of years ago when i didn't have work and i could just watch it in the first thing in the morning um but we'll figure out some type of schedule to uh keep everybody abreast on the happenings of the g1 but it's going to be a lot of fun um let me see if i get the participants here if we got everybody listed out and we'll kind of see what the, how the blocks uh line up uh for this year uh, but while I'm doing that, did you see uh, who won PWI's um, number one ranking this year in their I I, I, I thought Adam Cole was number two, but I don't know any about anybody else on that list. Not one person. Okay. Well, numero uno, John mm-hmm. Moxley. I ain't got no complaints about that. That man got the hell out of one company and then reinvigorated his career. And was dope in two other companies. So, and he has one of the best matches of this year, pre-pandemic with um Suzuki. What the fuck was I doing comparing Suzuki and Moxie versus Edge and Orton at WrestleMania? I was fucking tripping, man. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even reply to that shit. I like how you didn't reply to that shit because it wasn't worth replying to. Bro. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like. I ain't hate. I mean, I, I don't hate that Orton Edge man. But like, the fuck was I'm like that? that that's one of those doms. Like, you probably been drinking. I ain't going to even touch this. Yes, thank you for not. Yes, some, 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 <laughs> things, some things you just gotta let you know the tweeter sort sort it out themselves. You don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah nah. Co-signing the lead you astray. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I'm gonna just not touch that one. <laughs> Like, one is a match of the year, and one is just, it went on too long. <laughs> right. 
Um, it doesn't look like they have the participants laid out as of right now. Everything I'm seeing on the internet is just about the schedule. So it's actually starting on September 18th, and it's going to run all the way through till October the 18th. So a whole month. Um, it's going to be fun. They're going to pack in a lot of matches in a short amount of time this year. Yep, you know, I'm probably going to hear from us a lot more than you used to, not especially for 2020. <laughs> yes, exactly. So be on the lookout for those reviews. We're going to try to rope in Terry's boy. Uh, to, Terry's boy! To, to help with that as well. Maybe even Madame Lizette as well, because I oh, yeah. she's really big in the New Japan as well. If she's been keeping up, I'll reach out to her, and we'll get a couple of different voices to help us navigate uh, the G1 this year when it comes to reviewing and talking mm-hmm. about those matches. But at this time, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout-outs and thank yous. Shout-out to Jupiter Julep, who's always showing your boy love and everybody else love. She had a birthday recently. And shout-out to Ms. V. Shout-out to Mademoiselle. Shout-out to Terry's boy. And shout-out to everyone else who shows love to this show. And shout-out for Chad Bozeman. Chad with Bozeman for everything he did for the culture. And representing black people in a really beautiful way, representing Howard, representing his family. And rest in peace, brother. I wish we had more time with you. Thank you for your art. And that's all I got to say. Definitely um, feel that same way about Chadwick Bozeman. Such a huge loss for um, a generation of young people and older people as well who have really grown to know him and, and, and love him. So definitely going to be a big void moving forward. We give a big shout-out to my man, Anwar Starwin, for joining me once again. Give a big shout-out to the ladies of the Forever Young cast. Give a big shout-out to Terry's boy, Miss Simi. Uh, give a shout-out to Mo to the underscore Reese and Sam. Miss J to the max, who's helping me do the SmackDown Matters review right now. So definitely big shout-out to her as well. Um Cast Strong Styles is part of the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to Cast of Strong Style through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or subscribe to the WrestleCast dash the CSPN. And you'll also receive Cast of Strong Style in your feed that way. Like I said earlier, check us out on the Patreon page where you can hear Ann Walsh's thoughts on NXT, SummerSlam, some other things outside of New Japan as well over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Also support the show by shopping with our sponsors over on CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with our sponsors to help keep the podcast free each and every week. We definitely appreciate it. And also share your commentary with color on New Japan Pro Wrestling by using the hashtag cast of strong style so for my co-host mr anwar starwin i'm your host don de Laurente, and this has been cast of strong style cast, cast of strong style, strong style.